Hey everybody, JP here, JP's Political Matrix. You have tuned in to the right place at the right time. JP Show at cgmradio.com. I'd love to hear from you. That's the email address, all right? cgmradio.com forward slash JP. Subscribe for me, would you? we got a great show ahead. There is so much going on, everybody. I cannot even tell you. I, I'm, I'm just so excited. I, I've got. I really do have to go to a daily or something. At, the, at some point, we're going to have to increase the drops. But right now, we're still rolling once a week. But I want to tell you, it is piling up. It really is. So much is happening. 2020. We are 59 days or so from election day. Things are popping. And let me tell you what. We have things happening over in the Middle East that are absolutely absolutely amazing uh we are just super super excited uh to to be in the middle of what is history in the making i don't know if you guys realize we are all sitting here witnessing something amazing history historical moves historical moves and all behind the leadership of donald trump decades of division and conflict we mark the dawn of a new middle east Thanks to the great courage of the leaders of these three countries, we take a major stride toward a future in which people of all faiths and backgrounds live together in peace and prosperity. In a few moments, these visionary leaders will sign the first two peace deals between Israel and the Arab state in more than a quarter century. In Israel's entire history, there have previously been only two such agreements. Now we have achieved two in a single month, and there are more to follow. Unbelievable. Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain will establish embassies, exchange ambassadors, and begin the cooperate and work together so strongly to cooperate as partners across the broad range of sectors, from tourism to trade and healthcare to security. They're going to work together. They are friends. The Abraham Accords also opened the door for Muslims around the world to visit the historic sites in Israel and to peacefully pray at Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem, the third holiest site in Islam. This is unbelievable. Together, these agreements will serve as the foundation for a comprehensive peace across mm -hmm. the entire region, something which nobody thought was possible, certainly not in this day and age, maybe in many decades from now, but one founded on shared interests, mutual respect, and friendship. To our honored guests from Israel, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain. Congratulations on this outstanding achievement. Unbelievable. I've said that three times because it absolutely is. We're witnessing history. And I want to tell you guys, uh, we, I, by the way, uh, Ryan producing the show today. Glad to have him. Good Ryan. to be here. Hey, and, and so I'm going to open this up in just a moment. You guys will understand why. So Ryan's producing the show. But Ryan also uh, has a show. <clears throat> A show on CGM Radio, excuse me, World News Brief, and he's been producing and 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 
uh, just pouring into that for a year and a half. And Ryan is an absolute expert when it comes to the Middle East and what's going on over there. And it is absolutely a treat to have him today uh, uh, jumping in, not just as a producer role, but jumping in as a co-host, if you will, as a, I'm going to just talk to him and, and interview him a little bit about why this is so significant. And Ryan, absolutely do not be fooled by his smooth voice. He has a brain to back it you up. You have I mean, said absolutely guy. three too many times. That's I've right. by now, especially the first time when you said absolute I before saying I can't spell it, but expert. I like to say it. I don't know about the absolute before expert, well, well, but uh, work, I'm expert, working on it. I'm working on it. Absolute expert either way. Anyway, Ryan's here to join us uh, to discuss this uh, as well. He's going to be chiming in. I'm going to be asking him a few questions in regards to the Middle East, how this is important, et cetera, et cetera. So, Ryan, thank you for taking time and actually jumping on the show with us today uh, rather than just helping produce uh, with that. So we know the Abraham Accords has occurred. We, we just heard Donald Trump. His leadership has been uncanny in this area and, and, and uh, so many areas. And we have so much fun talking about it. And we're, we're having such a great time watching this guy work. So, you, you know, Ryan, uh, to discuss and start us off just a little about uh, the Abraham Accords and, you know, why exactly? Why is this so important? What we are witnessing was unthinkable months ago, years ago. Mm. I don't know how long you would exactly put the unthinkable, but it's only in very recent time It was is something like this even possible or seemingly possible that there would be an agreement between Israel and Sunni Arab states. Now, we've had a, a couple of those already, but it's literally been 26 years between uh, the last peace accord in 1994 between Israel and Jordan and the next Arab state, which like just happened yesterday. So mm. this, is, uh, this is, and unfortunately, the media is not really interested in really displaying nope. the gravity, the gravity of what we're seeing. The first time, again, the first time it happened was in 1979 between Israel and Egypt. Second time, 1994, between Israel and Jordan. And now this is the third time this has happened, a peace deal between Israel and an Arab state. Uh, this time, uh, two, it's a two, two for one. I mean, really, we're getting two nations at one time, the, the UAE, United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain, mm -hmm. all at one time. So this is, it's, this is so unbelievably huge. This is only the, uh, you could say, third and fourth time this has happened in Israel's history, at least in its modern history, since it was founded in May 1948. Right. And, and with that, what, wouldn't you think, uh, I bet you Obama would have had two or three, maybe four, maybe five Nobel Peace Prizes at this point, right? He, Obama got a Nobel Peace Prize what, for existing, but, yeah, for he, winning what, what, the presidential election. I think actually, Ryan, it had something to do with the garden out back. Michelle had a little bit to do she with did, that. She I was think, a pretty but, good gardener. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to debate. But in all seriousness, Nobel Peace Prize, uh, we have been nominated. Donald Trump. He do you has. Think, do you multiple think times. Yeah, twice, right? Twice. So, <clears throat> do you think he'll win? I don't. I would be surprised if he won. I think there's way too much political animus against him, political correctness up in these lefty kind of Nordic countries and just around the world in general. We have very few friends. We're getting more and more friends, though, which is very interesting. Yep. Um, but no, I if I had to guess, I don't think he would. However, this is the age of Trump. This is the age of Trump. <laughs> can't deny I, that. I, I but, can't say for sure well, that's not going to happen. If you recall, though, Rush Limbaugh was nominated for the for the Nobel Peace Prize back in the day. I did and not yeah, know that. He sure was. But 
he didn't win. I think uh, Al Gore won actually. At of the course time. Yeah, he did. It of was, course. It, uh, oh, it was, it was something to see. So yeah, he, again, yeah. I think he did it also for <clears throat> existing or the internet, one of the two. But so back to the piece of court. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan, his show World News Brief, I failed to mention, he has not only poured his heart and soul into that for the last year and a half, but his focus has been the Middle East. He has a heart for the Middle East. He's been praying for those folks out there. He has been watching it. And he has been, uh, this is just right up his alley. It's a real, like I said, a real treat to have Ryan sharing uh, his his experience and, and what's going on over there. He knows a lot of the nooks and crannies of what's happening in the Middle East. So I ask you, Ryan, why has this, why has peace been so elusive to the prior, however many presidents? How uh, This has been sought after. It mm-hmm. is... Uh, it is a big deal. And I, I obviously, because the media is yawning on this and setting it aside it's as criminal. if it's, it, it really is. They're not doing, they're not the media. Media would actually take a story, provide details, data, um, facts, figures, and share that with somebody and allow them to make up their mind on what they think of it. Boy, it's all flipped backwards now. But Back to the point. Why has this been so elusive, do you think, having uh, basically been a self-taught uh, expert and even taken some master's level courses on this? I know I'm, you're, I'm working, I know you're on working on it. Working you're working on, on, on Slowly on but surely. But with that, you have, you have a knowledge that most don't. Why is this so elusive? What's going on over there? So there has been this idea in foreign policy circles for a long time, my understanding, decades, and not I'm, my understanding, really decades, I think it's pretty substantiated fact, that in order for peace to come to the Middle East, the Israeli-Palestinian issue must first be taken care of. It must be solved. We've got to solve the Israel-Palestinian problem. What's the problem? Well, the problem is, is that the Palestinians demand that they have their own state side-by-side side with Israel, that we carve up. So right now, Israel is carved up into three major sections. You've got Israel proper, then you have Gaza and the north, uh, I'm sorry, southwest of the country, and then you have the West Bank. The Jews call it Judea Samaria. The uh, Palestinian Arabs call it the West Bank. And essentially, the whole idea is that the Jews would get Israel proper, the, the Palestinian Arabs would get the West Bank and Gaza. And we would come come together for a, a two, they call it the two-state Solution. We've all heard the term. They've been using right. it for decades. The two that that we have to basically set up an independent Palestinian state, then peace can come to the Middle East. Hmm. What the Trump administration saw, because they have a brain, because right. and you don't even have to be very smart to see this. You don't have to be. You could average IQ, maybe even less than average IQ. Just read a little bit of history, and you understand that the that the Israeli that the Palestinians, the Arabs have been rejecting peace deals for a hundred years, multiple times. They've been given 2008, 2000, 1993, bring it back and back, 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 back. They've been rejecting peace deals for literally, I'm not exaggerating, JP, a hundred years. So you tell me if the Trump administration, I'm I'm getting a little worked up right now, but if the Trump administration is looking at, okay, how do we bring peace to the Middle East? Everybody's saying, well, you got to solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Why can't I just go make a deal with Bahrain? Why can't I just go make a deal between exactly. Israel and the UAE? Or Israel and 
all of a Whoever. sudden, all of a sudden, uh, well, we want to be in on that. <laughs> yeah, and, and in other words, if you, if you do these peace deals before right. solving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, well, the world's going to explode. Well, you know what? They said that. Oh, if, if they move the embassy to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a war in the Middle East. If he recognizes the Golan, the Golan Heights, if he, if he recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, a war in Israel. And none of that ever happened, and I think they did those pretty simple things, and they saw the reaction, saw, and actually it's pretty safe to do what's right in the Middle East, right. so they just kept on doing it. Love it. Love it. Where, is it. where do we go from here? Well, I think where we go from here, so there's already, what, this is, uh, you know, you, we've heard the term domino effect, mm-hmm. right, in terms of one, one country becomes, if one country becomes communist, the next nation is likely to become communist and so forth, and that was part of the justification of going to war in Vietnam and all of that. I, I, what I see here is a different kind of domino effect. What I see here is that the UAE is on board. Okay, Bahrain jumps on board. Boom. Now we got a two for one. All right, it looked like it was going to be the UAE right. originally. Yep. Yeah, boom, yep. Bahrain yep. jumps on board. Then we have other countries that are already, uh, other countries that are talking about it. Uh, Malawi and, and some others. Trump recently said anywhere from seven, eight to nine countries could be following pretty quickly. This is, this is, un- so what, what we're going to see is more and more and more nations normalizing relations in Israel. What, is, what does that mean? It means we, uh, they have uh, an embassy in each, in each country. They share ambassadors in each country. They trade, finance, all of these things that were, that were originally closed because the Jews and the Arabs are enemies, and everybody, everybody said that you have to solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict first, which was never going to happen. So they just didn't get along. They didn't like each other. They had a history. It, this is the uh, Thousand-Year War, right? So three thousand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just uh, the the, yeah. the cliche, the trite expressions yeah. that are thrown around. I've grown up with peace in the Middle East. Everybody was going after it. Peace in the Middle East. Middle East peace talks. How many times have I heard that on ABC News with Walter Cronkite back in the day? Right, yeah. all the way through. Middle East peace. Middle East peace. It was just the moniker of of basically evening news. It was always something about what was happening in the Middle East. So Ryan, with that. Being the host of World News Brief, what does, how does this, and why have we been so focused? Why has it been? And, and I mean, I understand biblically, but as the world turns, why has the world been so focused and enamored by Middle East peace? Why? It, well, I read a scripture, I think it was yesterday, and I was reminded of the scripture. I forget which prophet it's in, but it, it basically says that in, in the end times, I'll make Jerusalem a, a burdensome stone amongst, among the nations. What it, what, it, what it tells me is that God still has a special plan for the physical nation of Israel, the physical Jewish people, right. that the New Covenant Christians, the New Covenant Church, has not completely replaced Old Covenant Israel, that God still has a, a special plan for them. Otherwise, if that wasn't the case, Israel would just be a, a nation amongst a few hundred nations in the world. Well, what this tells me is that there something spiritual is going on, and God is doing a work, and you're going to have people that are against God doing that work, and or you're going to have the principalities and powers against it, you know? Sure. And and so that's, uh, I and I think also just, it's a shared heritage. Look, it's called the Abraham Accords, because Abraham was the father of, of Isaac, who was the father of the Jews, and the father of Abraham was the father of Ishmael, who was father of the Arabs. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is a very sweeping, this is an 
epic, absolutely epic. Uh, it's biblical. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, biblical it, proportion. <laughs> it is. It is. It is a biblical proportions. And if, if Obama had done this, You're it right. would be on the front page exactly. of every newspaper, wall to wall coverage for the next five weeks. I you mean, know, if if that had happened, but it's it's really it's really sad how the media is. But is you know what? This. I I hate the respect that saying the media. They are not well, the media. And you know what's great? What's happening? Social media is happening. And as much negative that is on social media, and we've talked about this, there is some positive happening in social media. And I see it all the time. And I'm seeing great things. I'm seeing all about this accord. All of these sound bites, all of these videos, uh, the, the flags up in Israel that were on the wall. Uh, oh, my gosh. Just, yeah, on the, on the walls of Old City Jerusalem, you had the U.S., the Israeli, the UAE, and Bahraini flag flashed up there. What a What, what a, a symbol. Oh, you know what, what that sight. is? You know what that is? This is this generation's tear down that wall. And those pictures of people climbing over taking their own sledgehammers to the wall, knocking down brick by brick that wall in Berlin. This is their moment. They're seeing something amazing, people coming together like never before. Now, you cited the Bible, Ryan. I did. Uh You and I both agree and understand where we come from there, but not everybody understands that just as of yet. But the significance of what's happening I just, it, it, it's lost on the world. They're not understanding or seeing how important this is to history. And in the grand scope of God's timing, we'll just say, a hundred years is nothing. It's not even a drop in the bucket. It can't even count as that. So for having pursued Middle East peace, Middle East peace for, say that, say that fast three times, but for, for however many years, it's a drop in the bucket to get to this point, having pursued it for so long, this president, I'm telling you, he was tapped for such a time as now. He was. This president continues. I don't know if anybody can perform at this level. I'm going to be sad even after eight years because Donald Trump performs at such a level, at such a degree of, of there's a leadership being exposed here and experience that we have we're, we're we're taking for granted. We haven't had this since Ronald Reagan. We haven't and, and had anything close to this. Even then, Ronald Reagan, I mean, uh, he even would uh, he was sharp, but he even wouldn't take it as far as Trump. No. How, Trump's now, granted, more conservative, we're, we're, yeah. Yeah, right? We're in a different age. We are. He has just stepped over and nobody nobody is inside the pockets of Donald Trump. Nobody. He's taken no money. He's taken twenty and thirty and forty dollars, and and that's the kind of contribution. It's the normal. Yeah, he can't but be. You bought. and I. Back to the media thing. The media doesn't deserve to be called that. We are the media, and it's folks like us. But it's a, it's so much bigger than us, of course. But the 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 social media giants that are out there posting, and it's going viral. These, these videos and these statements and these things and the truth is getting out without the media because they're not doing their job. And yeah. nobody, nobody believes them anymore. I, I shouldn't say that. There are a few, but it is well, nothing you, like you it used the, to be. You look at the, polls on, like you look at the polls on the media and their trustworthiness is way down. I think oh, yeah. 20% or something like that. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's it really is. They, they, they did it to themselves. 
They really absolutely did. did it to themselves. They didn't have to. They don't have to be like this, but they've chosen to basically become the the propaganda wing of the Democrat Party, and they're just yep. full in. They're all in. Yep. So, guys, it's fascinating what what Ryan has to share uh, in regards to this. We wanted to touch on it because it's such a massive deal, and we want everyone to understand how big a deal it is. Yes, it's a biblical proportion, but it's also that we have a president taking leadership, and he's pursuing peace. Whether this peace lasts is not the point. It's not the point. Look at the difference. He is a leader who has pursued, and he's negotiated and brokered peace in the Middle East. No one else has done this. No one else has done this. Not to this degree. So now we're going to talk a little about the Trump crowds. They are happening. They are everywhere. They're popping up. I don't know if you've noticed. Everybody you know, oh boy, this is close. Boy, these polls are showing up. We are uh, 44 to 46 percent. I mean, oh no, Biden's ahead. Uh, 50 percent to, you know, 49. It's, give or take. It's a. It's absolutely. These polls are a joke. I can't believe them. It just like I can't believe the media, who's putting the polls out. I cannot believe them, because it doesn't line up. It doesn't line up. Ladies and gentlemen, have you witnessed and seen? I know you have. In Pennsylvania? You know, no one shows this except for the true media. Call it the true media. All right? True media. On true media, you're able to see and witness the police lined up saluting the, the motorcade of Donald J. Trump, our president, as it goes by. Where are you going to see that, huh? Where are you going to see that? Only on true media. Okay? It's going to be floating around Instagram. It's going to be floating around, uh, you know, these other alternative social media sources because that's the only place you can find truth nowadays. Fortunately, unfortunately. All right. Pennsylvania, that's happening. Oh, in Texas. Oh, by the way, the Latinos. How about this? A 7,000 plus strong car rally in Texas. Yes. What was it? Uh, Laredo? Where was Laredo. it? Laredo, Texas. The Latino car rally. The video of that is absolutely amazing. It goes on and on and on. And these are Latinos for Trump. Make that clear. In Florida. All right. Florida. And and I keep hearing, oh, my gosh, it's just such a joke. It's not lining up. Everything I'm seeing with the media saying, oh, man, Florida's close call. Florida is up for grabs. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's true. I was there, uh, you know, a month or two ago, a month and a half or so, and witnessed more Trump activity, more Trump flags, more Trump yard signs, more Trump folks on the beach, hats, etc. It was incredible. And these were folks that were on the beach. We talked about this from Ohio and from just all over the country, Florida, Texas, Alabama. Uh, you know, they were uh, Mississippi. They were from Louisiana, everywhere in between. I mean, the cars that would just Trump, you know, the little Trump sticker where he's sitting in the back seat riding along. It's just awesome. But we're seeing things in reality and daily life that are not lining up with what we're hearing on fake news. It's fake news. True media, you'll see it. Open your eyes. Start looking around for it. You'll see it. You will absolutely see it. Follow the right people. You know, surround yourself with true news, true people, 
and you'll start feeling better about your country. You'll start understanding the truth is out there and that we do, like Glenn Beck used to say, we surround them. And it's true. You know, it doesn't hurt either when you're uh, president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, the gentleman that I follow right now as a leader of the free country. United States of America is running great ads, too. If you elect me, your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. What does that mean for you? More taxes taken out of your paycheck. Higher gas prices at the pump and utility bills at home. Skyrocketing medical bills. You'll compete with illegal immigrants to keep your job. An economy in ruins. President Trump is bringing jobs back. Historic gains. 10.6 million new jobs in four months. President Trump fixed our economy before. He's doing it again. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Yeah, you did. So Joe Biden, the audio there about him raising taxes. Who out there thinks that government, please, government, I want to vote for you, a government that's big and growing bigger, that will take more of my hard-earned money because you know better what to do with my money than I do. Who does that? Who thinks that way? I don't understand that. Uh, It doesn't work or calculate in my mind that somebody would vote for higher taxes. And Joe Biden is out there saying it. He absolutely is saying it. He's proud of it. He's proud to go left. He's being pushed and pulled, although he's not screaming and kicking. He's just walking right along with them because he doesn't know actually where he's going. But he is agreeing and he is touting that he's going to raise taxes and he's going to continue to grow government. He can take care of your problems, even though, like Charles Barkley said, They've been in there for 50 years and the poor people still voting for the Democrats are still poor because they keep saying they're going to do something about it. They're going to help you, but they're not really. They're helping themselves to your pocketbook. They're helping yourselves to your tax dollars and they're going out and spending it because you can't do that as well as they can. They can spend the money on education and tell you where to send your kids to a failing school embarrassing really and i know that's become trite but it's so true they are they're absolutely a lot of these public schools listen there are some good ones okay those of you that are listening i understand there are some good ones i went through public school all the way through that's my excuse but the fact is that most of the public schools now have become a a place of indoctrination and brainwashing and it just continues right on into those colleges that you guys overpay for just go online come on good grief pay 100 bucks get yourself a phd and move along would you because no one really needs another sociologist in this world but go ahead get your degrees it's really exciting i mean uh, get me get me started that's a whole nother show i'll talk a little about that but my take on college and how I believe that, yeah, okay, lawyer, doctor, uh, other specialties, sure, go to college, learn the specialty. But man, oh man, the future millionaires of the, of the world are going to be trade school grads. They're going to come out and own their own AC company, plumbing company, electric company, mechanics, air mechanics, car mechanics, boat mechanics. It doesn't matter. There are going to be such demands for the trades that they're going to write their own tickets and there's going to be a a gluttony of psychology sociology or liberal arts majors uh in in you know the 
renting the garage apartments of these people that are trade school grads that actually have a trade and are able to uh, make a living <clears throat> doing something that uh, is needed by society. So, yeah, it, it's just um, lots happening. The Democrats want more government. They're absolutely, they have no message. They're vacuous in their mindset uh, in, in what they have to offer. They have nothing to offer. Uh, the Republicans, we're seeing it. We have a an absolute record to run on now, and it is awesome. And I do mean, and, and, and I even say Republican, I kind of cringe a little bit because I am discussing specifically the Donald Trump Republican. The Donald Trump Republican, that's what I'm talking about. The conservative Republican. Not talking about the rhinos. The Mitt Romneys, who, by the way, have they disappeared or what? This has been just fantastic. Donald Trump has single-handedly changed Washington and changed the Republican Party. And I'm saying it with less cringe because Donald Trump is at the helm. And he's up for re-election. And downstream, if you're not on the Trump train, you know what? Hopefully you, you didn't make the primary. And, you know, see you later. I'm hoping that's what happened. Paul Ryan got smart and said, I'll just go back and, oh, yeah, I'm out of here. He's probably lobbying. That's what they do. They probably are lobbying. Although I think Trump may have may have voted uh, something in that says you can't come back here for a little while before you lobby, which I hope that that. Uh, well, that's what he wanted. That, he I wanted to do did something that pass? like that. No, I didn't but, pass. I mean, Congress would have to pass that. Yeah, they're cutting their own and, throat. Yeah. yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I remember that they, they wanted it. I was hoping it had passed. If I, only. I can't remember. His, his The list is so long now. I don't know. I've seen uh, I've seen Sean Hannity uh, uh, scroll the list of, of accomplishments that Donald Trump has done, and it has been absolutely amazing, the things he's accomplished. So get out, really investigate that, tell your friends. So here's what I want to do. I want us to get registered. This is the most important election of our, in our lifetime, and we've got to get serious. So get registered to vote. Make sure you are registered, and we're going to call it registered plus three. Make sure you have three friends or family members that you're taking to the polls. Get registered plus three. All right. So plus three, the day of the election, November 3rd, get out there and you take three. Make sure three people are accountable to you. You send them out to vote. All right. It's going to be it's not going to be a hard decision. Trust me. Joe Biden, I hope he I hope he sticks around long enough for this election to occur because I don't want anybody else coming in and creating a problem or messing this up because so far it is a clear choice and I don't want anybody messing this up. So get, get registered plus three. Let's get out the vote this year. I appreciate Ryan being here to discuss the Middle East and what happened with the Abraham Accords. It was a great, great time with you guys. Uh, we'll jump back into it. Uh, oh, by the way, I leave you with this. The NFL ratings are way, way down. It They, they deserve every little bit that they don't get. They deserve everything. They're unbelievably weak. Weak sauce to the NFL, Major League Baseball, all right, and especially the NBA. But until next time, this is JP's Political Matrix. I look forward to hearing from you. JP Show at cgmradio.com. cgmradio.com forward slash JP. All right, guys, until next time, I appreciate you hanging in there. Talk to you later. Godspeed. Godspeed.